Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. I'm Matt. And I'm Garrett. And this is another episode in our 13 Days of Halloween series, where for 13 days leading up to Halloween, we talk about a movie that's in the horror, thriller, suspense genre. Today's movie is Friday the 13th, Part 2. And Matt's going to tell us about it. Yeah, so this came out um, the year after Friday the 13th, this is 1981. So this actually movie is four decades old this year. Mm. Um, and it picks up a couple months after the events of uh, the first Friday the 13th. So Adrian King, who played the final girl in Friday the 13th, Alice, um, we, we open at her residence. She lives in an apartment, and um, she's having bad dreams of the things that befell her at Crystal Lake. So um, that's actually the, the movie's way of flashing back and catching the audience up on the events of the first film. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up and she is scared by her cat in a pretty effective jump scare. Mm-hmm. And then decides to get her cat some food. And then Jason shows up, Jason Voorhees, and stabs her and kills her. And then we, after 15 minutes of that, we get the, the, the opening credits. <laughs> Uh, so 15 minutes of this hour and a half movie are just the opening, uh, uh, whatever. So, so yeah, Jason Voorhees was the child son who drowned of, of, of Mrs. Voorhees, who he drowned in the lake at Camp Crystal Lake and Mrs. Voorhees exacted revenge years later on the camp counselors who had nothing to do actually with his drowning. But, um, that was the events of Friday 13th part one. So then after the opening credits of this movie, we go back to, it's not, it, at Crystal Lake, but it's close by, and some camp counselors are shown up to train and get ready for the the kids who are going to be coming to the camp later on, and then uh, Jason starts picking them off. That, that's your film. <laughs> what did you think of it, Garrett? So, uh, I don't know what got into my head later in life. I remember having a conversation with someone that I do not like slasher movies, and... Uh, you know, they reminded me of how much I love Halloween and Friday the 13th. And, you know, as these, you know, movies progress, they get progressively more and more violent where like nowadays it's kind of like just disgusting with this. So I'm just not interested, you know, doing this, going back and kind of rediscovering this movie. Um, this, this is a fun <laughs> little slasher movie. Uh, there are tropes in this that, I think, I think actually Friday the 13th created a lot of these tropes, but, uh, that I don't like, but I can't say enough that, so the first movie, while great, uh, the killer's Mrs. Voorhees, this movie introduces one of the most iconic horror characters of all time. And this, we should probably keep going in this series too, because they haven't even, they didn't even introduce the mask. He's wearing a, a white bag over his head. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's the same kind of formula as the original uh, Friday the 13th. They're in camp. Uh, it's, uh, it's a little slow burn, but then they quickly, you know, <laughs> pick off, pick off, pick off, pick off. Um, it's kind of hard to connect to the characters when they're kind of picking them off like that. But I think that's kind of the point because... You know, you know that these kids out there, you know, doing drugs and having sex, they're going to die. So uh, you don't want to connect with them too much because they're just going to pick them off in the movie. But um, I'll probably circle back around to the stuff I didn't like, but it's not overly violent. It is 
pretty scary, and the introduction of Jason alone is enough to like you. If you've forgotten this movie, you you should rewatch it. Yeah, this movie does seem almost quaint compared to some of the more recent slasher movies, um, and that's fine by me. <laughs> um, uh, you know, you don't get to know the characters really, but I. I I liked that the characters were at least personable and the actors, I liked the actors. They were, they were good looking. There were some good looking people. Um, the, you know, you don't expect the acting to be great and it wasn't, but, no. um, well, Kevin Bacon was in the first one. So he, he, was, <laughs> he was, and you know, I did like Amy Steele who plays, um, one of the characters, Jenny, Jenny, the final girl, the final girl. I thought she actually did an okay job, and I was kind of, I was behind her. I was on her side. Um, so I thought she was good. Um, that said, it is kind of, you know, pretty much a retread of the, of the first movie, Camp Counselors getting picked off. Um, the killers, obviously different. I liked that they continue on with this kind of legend of Jason, you know. Um, and the motivation in this uh, movie is... A bit of an homage to Psycho, maybe, um, with the dead mother. I don't know. I had fun. And, you know, a big part of my enjoyment going back to these early 80s slasher movies is just the 80s nostalgia, the early 80s Mm -hmm. nostalgia. And I felt it strong with this one. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. um, I have seen all of Friday the 13th movies except Jason X. Um and rewatching this one, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Um, you know, in the slasher genre, this is quite good. It's better than the first. You know, Ashley and I talked about the first Friday the 13th last year um, for for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And uh, rewatching that one was a bit of a slog. Um, it's it's um, in need of some tightening up. It, it, it's it's a bit boring. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> um, this one is 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 just it just goes right. It goes along at a good clip. Um, and you're right. Amy Steele's great in this. And something I noticed, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but then I did some reading uh, online after I rewatched <laughs> it, and then I watched. Uh, I think it's called Memories of Chris Camp Crystal Lake uh, special that's on uh, like streaming right now. And this movie. Um, Everybody, I was. This was directed by Steve Miner. This in part three, and folks were being interviewed who had been in this uh, movie, and they were saying, you know, we really like Steve Miner. Like he was just kind of a laid back director. I mean, he gave us direction, but he wasn't overbearing. He wasn't mean. He wasn't cruel. He was just fun, mm-hmm. and we had fun doing the movie. And they filmed this on location, so they were all like kind of together for a month or however long it took to do it. And um, then you know what? They were like, you know what? We all got along. We all liked each other, and I think that comes through. Um, another thing I noticed about this, unlike some later Friday the 13th, is there's no really, there's no, there's no bad characters in this. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like, particularly like, you know, in part seven, and, you know, part seven has the, the sleazy psychologist character, uh, and then the, 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 I think, abusive father that the, 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 the final girl, like, is messed up by you know um and in part eight has this really stuffy um rude guy um that's like sort of the chaperone of these students who go on a a boat trip 
Um, and that's, those are just two examples. But as the series went along, I think it got more and more negative. This movie, like, I don't think there's any, there's no, like, there's nobody bad in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the closest we come, and this is through a 2021 lens. Excluding Jason, right? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the supporting character. Uh, but uh, I can't remember. Who, oh, yeah. Russell Todd, who plays Scott, who I had to look him up to know that name, but I call him the prep. He was a preppy guy. And through today's lens, he's a bit of a... Um, it comes down a little too strong with this one girl who may or may not be interested, but she's pretty much showing, hey, not really right now, I'm not interested. <laughs> he keeps I mean, coming after her and to the point where he, mm-hmm. you know, she goes skinny dipping and he steals her clothes. And um, oh, yeah. I mean, he's not awful, he's not bad, and he doesn't assault her or anything. But through today's lens, he's you know, he's problematic. Mm-hmm. Seriously, like outside of that, everyone else is cool here. There is no awful person. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually kind of makes it sad when people start start getting off. <laughs> um, particularly, I want to I want to mention, um, you know, Tom McBride, the late Tom McBride, who played Mark. You, you talked earlier about Ashley about how there's a lot of good looking people. Yes, Tom McBride is one of them. Uh, <laughs> he's the one that's in the wheelchair. He's a he was a model. He was a Marlboro man huh. back in the day. Um, he was also openly gay and. Um, um, died of complications of, of AIDS in the mid nineties. So uh, his character—he's just a nice character, and he's in a wheelchair. So when he gets killed, which is actually <laughs> one of the iconic Friday the Thirteenth kills, um, it's it's like oh you're like oh man. <laughs> um, and then yeah, it, it has a really good uh, climax with with you know Amy Steele's character versus Jason and um. Yeah, I, I I think I think it all I think it all works. It's got a low budget charm to it mm-hmm. that I like. Yeah, so this whole series, you know, inspired other series, inspired films after it. Uh, you, I can think of like some of the stuff that Scream made fun of. I remember uh, one of the characters saying, "I'll be right back," and of course, she's not. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that uh, has really bothered me as especially this series progresses is um, so of course the kills get more and more gruesome but you know they not to sound like too much of a prude here but they were throw in like the graphic nudity as much as humanly possible so in this one I give it credit that it didn't do it that bad but you brought up the skinny dipping scene where uh, I just so the actress is uh, Kirsten Baker. Uh, you know, right from the intro, they you know they they focus right in on her butt, sexualizing her right away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I was like, all right, so you kind of know where this character is going to go in the story. Uh, but her, her nude scene was she just decides at night one time she needs to go for a walk. She goes for a walk. Gets to the lake. What do you do when you get to the lake? Well, I guess you get naked. <laughs> and so they threw some nudity in. I'm certain like they got some hooting hollering from the theater at that point. Um, so I, I just like to think in movies like so nudity is perfectly fine when it progresses the story. If you're just throwing it in for nudity's sake, I mean, we're kind of I, I just I don't I don't enjoy it. But that was it. And it was actually kind of tameish 
uh, we go back to Jason goes to hell, you know, the, the girl is literally on top of the dude she's, let's call it making love with, and Jason stabs <laughs> right through it. Mm-hmm. So it gets a lot worse in this. So as far as that being the worst thing in this movie, um, I'm going to forgive it. One point I'll make is that I, I don't think that for the vast majority of the movie, I was particularly scared. I found the the first that opening pre credit screen scene mm-hmm. where he's stalking her in the in, in the apartment um, to be the most suspenseful part of the movie. Actually, the rest of the movie is you're just kind of going along and watching. I mean, there are some surprises. You know, you might jump a little bit, but it's I didn't find it particularly scary. But you know, for the reasons I said before, I I, I did have a a decent time. The, there's the one character who kind of just disappears. He's the uh, comedic one. Yeah, 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 the nerd guy. Yeah. So they go. A group of them go to a bar for a while, and he ends up just staying there and, yeah. dis- and disappears from the movie. He's 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 saved. Yeah, saved by alcohol, man. Alcoholism <laughs> saves. He's looking for the next party. Yeah. <laughs> now, I also want to point out. I almost forgot, but I, I, there's some shots in this movie that I really love, like the when they leave the camp at night, and the you know some of them you know, go to town to go to the bar. I mean, there's a scene of them on the road. It's like a distant shot of, uh, and there's the moon up in the sky. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just, and they hold on that for a little bit. Cause I mean, I think they know like this is actually, they really, were proud of that. Yeah. Bit. Proud of that little <laughs> shot. I mean, for, uh, early eighties, low budget horror movie. That's a, that's a, that's a good shot. I feel like it was some kind of composite image where they had the moon up there. Probably. What, one, me- one shot that stood out to me was when, uh, the Kirsten Baker, when she found, uh, the Jacques body. Oh, yeah. When he was hanging upside down and the look of terror on her face when she found it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I thought they did a really good job on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's good. I, uh, I, and it's funny, you know, I know a lot of people like to bring up whether or not they were scared during a horror movie. That, um, there's a lot of different elements going on in a horror movie that make me like it or not like it. Um, I, know, I never, just like with any movie, I never want to be bored. Mm-hmm. But with a horror movie, I mean, uh, you know, there's like, especially like the old 50s Vincent Price horror movies, sure. like House on a Haunted Hill. Mm-hmm. I'm never, ever scared in that movie. <laughs> but it's still a horror movie, and I still enjoy it. I like the atmosphere of it. Right, right. And I, that's the other thing. I like the atmosphere of this movie. Yeah, I agree. So um, with that, score time. So, Garrett, what do you give this uh, out of 10? I'm going to give this one a 7. Okay. Ashley? 6.5. Okay, I give it an eight. <laughs> so our score is a seven point two, and it's on the tomato meter. Critic score twenty eight percent, and audience score forty eight percent. Haters, what? So like this is like not Roger Ebert, but with Gene Siskel's War on Slasher movies, right? Well, Ebert hated it too. Oh, okay. Yeah, they both hated it. But you're right, Gene Siskel did have a particular beef with these movies. Yeah. Yep. You know, they could. They're not always right. hey they loved halloween they were both big halloween supporters Uh, thanks for listening thank you thank you